0: and the dicks professor jones and the dicks professor jones and the dicks (laughs) (laughs) the thing about spider-man is that spider-man is easily my favorite superhero and the reason that spider-man is my favorite superhero is because he is easily accessible I have no idea what it's like to be a super soldier that lived through World War II. I have no idea what it's like to be from Asgard and to be the god of thunder. Mm-hmm. A kid in high school that randomly gets superpowers from a genetic or some genetically enhanced spider. I, I think I can identify with that. So Spider Man is my favorite character, my favorite superhero. How about you? Well, yeah, and that's a pretty—it's a bold statement. I—I <laughs> don't, I don't know. I—I love—I love, I love Spider Man. He's incredible when it comes to all the superheroes, though. Gosh, Fantastic Four. Uh, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't fan- know. I love Spider-Man. What did you say? Human Torch, easy, hands down. Human Torch, easy. Um, yeah, Spider-Man is incredible, and I like what you said about being in high school. I mean, you can relate to that. I mean, I had... I had some acne, you know, had some troubles back in the day, you know, girl problems. <laughs> well, you know. But that's, that's the thing, is that I think that... He's relatable. He's, I, was, you know. I was looking some stuff up, and I was reading into Stan Lee, and, like, one of the big things that he came up with... Stan Lee from The Office, or...? Uh, No, that... That's uh, that's just one name. Stanley is two separate names. S T A and oh, okay, Space. Okay. Oh, the creator L-E-E. of Marvel. Got it. Yeah, the creator of Marvel. He's the one. Got it. Um, but he was saying <laughs> that the reason that he loved Spider Man and what he wanted to do with Spider Man was to make a relatable superhero. Right. Like it's not like mm. Batman where this guy comes from an exorbitant amount of wealth and then suddenly he's able to invent himself a superpower or something like that. Spider Man is just a kid that suddenly inherits superpowers and he's doing the best that he can to make ends meet within the universe that. he he exists in right and that's when you get to like yeah, the second yeah. movie it's all about just like how does a guy have super or superpowers and then just you know live his normal life it's a very difficult concept to deal with yeah 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 I, the second one's great i mean but yeah i i completely uh i'm right there with you you know i i don't know who my favorite superhero is though that's such a hot take i mean you i mean you started with a hot take you're gonna you know <laughs> it's a but, hot take but it is. It, it's <laughs> always been i mean i love spider-man he's the best uh, yeah i just don't know what if i just said like the hulk <laughs> hulk's like, not a bad answer though i mean he's not a bad he's answer big, he's green and like, he's mean he's an angry guy big green mean it's baby it's, <laughs> it's great um, it writes itself um yeah i just don't know thanos <laughs> <laughs> true i don't know thanos was so good it was amazing um this is professor jones and the Diggs podcast my name is dave jones and i am the professor my name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. Welcome. Uh, and welcome, welcome back. We've been in a very long hiatus, and we're back yeah. at it again. Uh, and we decided to get back into our podcast uh, with something that we have been thinking about doing since... We since the first, beginning of the podcast exactly man. yeah it was one of yeah. the first trilogies that we pitched talking about and that is sam Raimi's spider-man trilogy which is my favorite superhero trilogy it's my favorite <laughs> superhero it's, it's my, my favorite f- superhero it's my favorite superhero trilogy uh,
1: I, love, well, I love i love this know. trilogy uh, more than most things
0: though like if i'm looking at you know my favorite stuff. I mean, the like the Matrix, this trilogy, Lord of the Rings. I mean, they're all up there, you know. If and only this there is was right a Speed Racer trilogy. I know, Man. but I mean, you could throw that in with just like the Wachowskis. You know, I guess the, the Wachowskis, the Wachowski, kind of, yeah, no, it's like something. Yeah, Cloud yeah. Atlas, Speed Racer, and the Matrixes. Boom, there you go. You don't need to. What else yeah. we got from the Does, Wachowskis? be from Vendetta, but they didn't direct her. They, they produced it. They produced. Or? They produced, and they um they helped. Uh, translated from the graphic novel, but they didn't actually yeah. direct it or anything like Man, that. Man, Hugo so. Weaving, that movie's so good. So good. But we also have Willem Dafoe. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, talking about Spider-Man so, 1 from 2002, a movie that, the high, that had the highest opening uh, of any movie uh, ever highest opening weekend it was over a hundred million dollars which is the biggest opening that any movie has ever had uh yeah and the, the budget for the movie was 139 mil and opening weekend it made 1148. insane mil yeah that's crazy yeah i mean, I mean for back then i mean nowadays it translates into it's just a little different yeah um whether or not movie theaters are even going to be opening I, I have no idea but right. um Yeah, it's just one of those things that now, like, uh, uh, Endgame reaches a billion, you know, a billion dollars. Um, I think this one made, like, 800 million or something like that when it was all said and done. I had it pulled up. Yeah, 825 mil worldwide. So, I mean, it made a decent amount of money, but, yeah, I mean, you know, due to inflation, things make a lot more money nowadays. And that's why when you, you have to adjust for inflation, like, Star Wars, I don't think, has ever been beat if you adjust for inflation, but... That's neither well, here nor you just think there. about an air mattress, you know. You, you, you got you just gotta inflate it keep up, keep it going. And you're you're going sleeping there, you... middle of the night, you start rolling over, you're like, oh gosh, it's kind of it lost a little bit of air there, you know, totally a little uncomfortable, totally. <laughs> and then you gotta turn on the crank on the old. Yeah, I actually did that, man. I had an air mattress for like two years. I had an air <laughs> mattress for a long time. Nice. In middle rem- of the night, I kind of remember sudden, that. I would wake up. I would wake up and it was on the ground, basically, like. It had deflated all the way, (laughs) and I'd be like, gosh, man. So I'd have to get up and then, ping, turn on the little fan and blow it back up. Man. I hate air mattresses, so I have zero interest in sleeping on on that thing. I had a memory Um, foam thing on it, so it made it – it wasn't bad. Sorry. I mean, that's neither here nor there. Spider-Man. And this movie, and I think with actually the only movie in this trilogy that I don't think you and I saw together – was the third one, but I'm pretty sure that we went to see this together. I can't remember yeah, if we got dropped off or what. It was 2002, so I wouldn't have been driving yet. Um, but anyway, we saw all these together, which is awesome to think about. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I love this first Spider-Man so much. It's one of the greatest superhero introductions of all time. Um, I think that the second one is a little bit better, but... Uh, this one is still like incredible. Uh and the origin story of Spider Man is well, a super th- great one. This is before this is before everything, you know. Superheroes blew up, dude. <laughs> it's no. crazy. Yeah. You got Endgame, you have it, or just, you know, the entire Marvel cinematic universe. You have the Avengers, all that. You have all the the reprises of um of Batman, you mm-hmm. know, you have all the different Batmans, you have the different X-Men's that have come out. I mean, it's just, it's been so much. The Justice League, it's been so much. In the past, like, 10 years, it's been a lot. And so this is a time that... What had come out by that? Is it well, just so, X1 and X2, or...? so? Well, that's a good question. I can't remember when X2 came out. Because I, I just looked up that... Um, This, oh yeah, X2 was after this, but the first X-Men had come out. So this Um, had come out. Yeah, so at this point, people Hugh Jackman was supposed to be in this movie. Sorry to cut you off. Hugh Jackman was supposed to be in this. Yeah, Hugh Jackman was supposed to make a cameo, and they couldn't get the suit or something like that, and so he wasn't able to show up, which is a bummer. Sucks. Because I just watched all the x Men's and man, Wolverine is one of the coolest characters in anything ever. I mean, if there's anybody that stands a chance of dethroning Spider-Man as my favorite superhero, it's- wolverine because wolverine is awesome he's tough too he's huge jacked. yeah professor x is pretty sweet too tough stuff um but professor x uh what were we talking about (laughs) uh oh yeah so at that point they'd had the couple of spider-man or excuse me the batmans from the 80s um and then the two joel schumacher ones from the 90s uh but then other than that what other superhero movies had come out? There was X Men, uh, and then I mean, there was like the Hulk show uh, and that, a couple the, other I, things. But I really well, don't. When when did that Hulk movie come out? The Eric Bana one. Mm, that was after that one was like two thousand four or five. That was probably like 2005. Ang Lee yeah. directed that. The but guy that, that directed it was basically just Batman. Totally, totally. The guy that directed Brokeback Mountain and uh, Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> and uh Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon also directed Hulk. <laughs> it's just crazy. That's uh, just such a weird, yeah. So good. Well, well, if you look at uh Sam Raimi, you know, you look at his filmography, it's strange, dude. It's like he did Spider-Man, but everything else is like horror movies and just weird, creepy, strange things. I don't I don't know. I was well, looking at it earlier and I was like, whoa. And that's pretty good segue, actually, because Sam Raimi um is a director that I love just because of this this trilogy. I have I don't really care that much about Sam Raimi's other movies. I'm not an Evil Dead fan. Uh, I haven't seen Army of Darkness in years and years and years. I don't remember all this. I don't really remember any of his work, but I do love this trilogy. And so it's very interesting watching this, and I've kind of been looking into a little bit of what Sam Raimi was doing before he did this. It's like, interesting, this guy had an entire career that I wasn't really a part of, but then he made a staple within my childhood and in my movie-going enjoyment that was you know far past anything that I had really experience previous you know like spider-man like this movie could have been my favorite movie when it came out you know i i love this movie um but did you see that i, stuff? I mean i i love it too i yeah. love it too Did you see that whole thing about Sam Raimi, how him and another buddy and then Bruce Campbell, uh, they like made Evil Dead like they were they've been friends for a very long time because I was kind of unaware of that. I thought that Bruce Campbell just was in some of Sam Raimi's earlier movies and that that's why Bruce Campbell then shows up in every Spider-Man movie and he shows up in Sam Raimi's films is because they're good buddies. But they actually were good buddies like childhood friends. And him, Oh, wow. three guys. I can't remember what the other dude's name is. Uh, but they decided to put together evil dead. Uh, and then they tried to market it and it did really well in Europe. And then it got a domestic release in the United States and boom, there you go. Sam Raimi is suddenly a bigger director and he gets the carte blanche to start doing more bigger things. And definitely after evil dead two, and then army of darkest army of darkness, he got, you know what he could do whatever he wanted after that point. Uh, but Anyway, Sam Raimi, interesting, interesting guy, and very interesting guy. And Sam Raimi also, and he's kind of hot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Gonna... <laughs> he is an E he, Well, he's an interesting guy. You he know, is when very you watch guy. the yeah. behind the scenes stuff, you picture this guy that is like this horror director that has a very. You picture like, Mr. Burns. <laughs> well, yeah, like I picture something. No, I, mean, I don't know. I picture him yeah. wearing like a trench coat or something. Like you know, he's probably like a really weird kind of guy. You know, but. He um, he is like very soft spoken and very polite, and he looked like he was wearing like a suit and tie like most days on set. And so it's like you ask, he's like, "Yeah, I really like Spider-Man as a kid, and uh, it's really fun." (laughs) I just really, I just I'm scared a lot, (laughs) you know. He's he's like (laughs) he was just so soft spoken that it was kind of a crack up to me. I was like, "Man, he's like a but he's like the Bob Wiley of directors, totally, totally, yeah." (laughs) Um, But. So anyway, Sam Raimi, uh, I'm a big fan, but should we, should we talk about some casting here? I would, I would love to, man. I'd, I'd love to. Do you want to start with Toby, or should we, should we wait to get, no, get let's into do Toby? No, to- let's do Toby, and uh, we can focus on some other people. But I think what, if Toby... Toby, what if Toby took inspiration from Moby and became a musical artist and just did the single, Toby? That would have been sweet. I think that he should I have. I think that would have been dope. And I w- apparently he That'd can play really piano. Dope. Was that him playing piano in Spider-Man 3? I don't think so. No. I doubt it. I don't think so either. Robert Pattinson played piano, actually, in uh, in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay, yeah, Tobey Maguire. Um, what, biscuit? <laughs> Is that... No, I mean, Is that it, it I mean, Toby yeah. Maguire's in a great deal. I, I mean, what do you think of Toby Maguire? Do you like him as an actor? Uh you know, well, it, it's it's a shame because it's almost like, well, no, I shouldn't say, I, I feel like I can't use that scape anymore because when I was younger I'd be like, uh, Mark Hamill never went anywhere after, you know, Luke Skywalker. But then you realize like the scope of Mark Hamill's career and his voice acting and you're like, well, no, he actually did a ton. Um but with Tobey Maguire, it's just a little sad because he really didn't do much. Great Gatsby, Sea Biscuit. There's other things that he's like voiced. Spider Man video games. He's done some things, and if you look at his filmography, he's done a bunch of just kind of random things. But after Spider Man, it kind of just I don't know. I mean, he didn't he didn't get that much. I'd imagine the bank that he made off of Spider Man one through three is a lot so i don't know i can't criticize i i probably just wouldn't do anything for the rest of my life but, um <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> you yeah know? so i don't know if it's it's because of his acting chops but in spider-man he's especially spider-man one and two i mean he's incredible dude like he's i think he does a great job as this character a young emotional when uncle ben dies you know totally. i mean he, well i think he's, he's i think that actor. toby's i think that toby's better in this one than he is in any of them i think this is his best peter parker he's really slash good. spider-man he's performance really good um mm-hmm. but i i you know i like toby i think everybody dogs on toby there is people just like on toby there's this whole world of people out there that are just not into toby Maguire, and i don't get it especially in regards to spider-man you know what i mean it's like how is this not like the perfect peter parker you know i mean at least he's not the scranton strangler you know he's not that toby he's a good toby. office reference there you go very nice um but toby Maguire. <laughs> toby <laughs> Maguire. uh he started out with the ice storm i think that was one of his first big movies which is also an ice storm I do it's don't... kevin klein sigourney weaver uh toby Maguire, and i think elijah woods in it it's actually a really interesting movie directed you by got, you got
1: directed wow, you by got elijah Angley. wood
0: and toby Directed, oh, it's directed by Ang <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. it
1: changes you, everything. Anyway, and shows, Kevin
0: Klein, I miss Kevin Klein. Oh, I love Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is I such a him. great actor. Um, yeah, but he did great. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He's a hitchhiker. But Pleasantville. What do you think of Pleasantville? Oh man, he is the hitchhiker in Fear and Loathing. That is funny. I know. It's weird. Sorry. Uh Pleasantville. Yeah, um, you know, for some reason, I feel I find myself watching that movie like more often than other movies i don't know pleasant I've probably watch it like once is, every three years pleasantville is 100 percent a movie that i've seen more times than i need to yeah like, same it's, here it's, it's not, not that good it's not like the best movie but for some reason i'm a big fan of pleasantville it, it's just soothing for some reason. And there's i don't know that all line, the characters paul walker reese witherspoon like it's a good cast i like I, well i know william Aesthetically, h macy it's just good to look at <laughs> yeah hello who's the wife in that <laughs> That's what I was kind of trying to. Uh, yeah, she's she's an she's like kind of an unknown, man, like you not unknown, but do you know what's crazy is that I can't remember her name. I mean, I could find it out in like a second here. Um, let's let's find it out. Actually, it's right here. Uh, Joan Joan Allen. Joan Allen is her name. She is also in the Ice Storm. <laughs> yeah, well, like, uh, that's like the thing for square. some <laughs> reason. All roads are leading back to Ang Lee on this podcast here, um, but. And no, no. Here you, here you go again. Here you go again. Cider House Rules, he does, and then Ride with the Devil, also directed by Ang Lee. So Ang Lee, there <laughs> you go. Everywhere, it's never going to stop. Oh, but then he does whatever Wonder Boys, Don's Plum, Don's Plum, Cats and Dogs, and then he does Spider Man. So he had a pretty good, he had a pretty decent career. Uh, good start, Spider Man. Um, yeah, and then I mean, Spider Man might have been like. Something that made him a lot of money, but it probably didn't do very well for the rest of his career, because the only thing that he really did of note was *Great Gatsby*. Other than that, *Brothers* movie, which I've seen—I don't know how many other people have seen. That. I've seen *Brothers*. I, it's in it's. He doesn't have a bad performance at all. He's well, I mean, good. he's pretty pretty wild dude in it. You know, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, Natalie Portman. It's a good movie. I enjoy that one. Um, but... You know that one and uh, and *Prisoners* um yeah prisoners is directed by denny villeneuve though oh man dune dune coming out soon oh vanity fair article this morning was sweet anyway so excited for dune well that time stamps it boom there you go that time stamps (laughs) it yeah i mean you can look up it might be out by the time we post this so (laughs) (laughs) it's true um but yeah man uh toby i think toby was good what do you think about uh what do you think about kirsten dunst though um i i've always i don't i don't mind her you know um i think she does a good job if they could have gotten christina ricci it would have been what a been whole better, different movie this would have been she wouldn't have been able to pull off the red hair though you know what i mean she would have been did she have to have red hair though it's she, like i don't know yeah I just, that's the character i mean no it just been make the bold change it would have been It'd horrible casting. I, th- I think it was all <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. No. Now, yeah. I don't know. But Kirsten like Dunst, the, the only one that, like, off the top of my head, I always go back to is Small Soldiers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she was in Small uh, Soldiers. I wish I could, she, off the top of my head, name the kid from that. Name oh, that yeah. actor. I well, I mean, whoever. Oh, you know what she was in though? That was way early. Is that she was in Interview with the Vampire? Oh yeah yeah yeah. And she is. Yeah. So so good in Cruise, Brad movie. Pitt Antonio Banderas yeah totally it's a good movie he is so weird in that movie but Kirsten, it's a good movie Kirsten Dunst is awesome in interview with the vampire so definitely very good and then she did Jumanji very fun uh Anastasia she was young Anastasia small soldiers of course uh, a couple other things. Nothing really big. Drop dead gorgeous. Dick the Crow. Salvation. Whatever. Uh, crazy beautiful. And then she does Spider Man after a couple. Of, there's she has a lot of movies. She was working very hard <laughs> at the turn yeah. of the uh, turn of the millennium. Yeah. There she was. Working she was a doing ton. a lot, but uh, not none of which I've seen really. So sorry, Kirsten. But yeah, I I think she's good though. I think sorry, Kirsten. We love yeah. you though. I think she plays she's a really great. great character in this in this movie though, and. That is something that they talked about at length in the casting process for this movie is that they really wanted to make sure that the two leads had great chemistry on screen. Um, And that is what really does also separate, like set this movie apart. Which weirdly enough they do. They have have great chemistry. And I think that's because, I think that's because Kirsten Dunst seems like she would be a little bit more forward Right, and with a guy that's as shy and reserved as peter parker i as think toby i exactly yeah. it's like they both kind of fill you know the characteristics they complement the character. each other they do they do exactly because like this guy wouldn't it's kind like of like a like, like a Christian bale Maggie Gyllenhaal type thing, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you let's let's dive into that just for just for a second what do you mean by Christian Christian Bale and Maggie Gyllenhaal (laughs) oh Maggie Gyllenhaal she's just my favorite man I just can't I can't get enough you know Uh, not not into those no I just never I didn't like Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel I didn't I didn't either she She was yeah no good no good she's bad but oh, what I was gonna say though is that I feel like this movie um, sets itself apart from a lot of superhero films because the main focus of the movie is so much more about the romance than most. I mean, do you think that like the whole point of the movie is kind of his relationship with MJ? Yeah. Well, you know, he says that in in the first line. You know, this story as you can imagine, or whatever he says, is about a girl.
1: Is that you know? what he says and in the first one?
0: Mm. Very their, very beginning of the very first one, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a great way to go because obviously we kind of already talked about with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all that stuff, like all those movies, it's a superhero movie. That's what it's about. It's totally. about blah 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 big explosions him becoming iron man him becoming thor or him you know blah 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 um, and so yeah that's something that really separates this film from the other ones as well as the trilogy i mean the trilogy for the most part is about their romance
1: it like, is it it's so much about until their... the very
0: end so it's just well and something all else about. something yeah. else that's like important about the first half of the movie is that like Spider-Man gets his superpower, right? And obviously him getting his superpower and figuring out how to use it is kind of the point of the movie. But Mm -hmm. the driving force in him utilizing his superpower is Mary Jane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, yeah. like, is trying to impress her, right? And that's, he gets in that fight with oftentimes Flash. Oftentimes trying to save her. Oftentimes trying to save her. And then, you know, the reason that he comes up with the whole Spider thing, Spider-Man thing to begin with is because he wants to go do that wrestling match to impress Mary Jane and get a car, right? So, like, the driving force is so much or the driving force of the plot is so much about MJ in the first like half of this movie. And I, I I think it's a great way to run a uh, superhero movie. It's very good. So the other guy to talk about in this movie is of course, Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah, absolutely. He is one of the greatest bad guys in the history of film. I love the Green Goblin. I think it's a fantastic character, uh, written it's very okay well with by me Stan if your Lee. Friends stay over. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Willem Dafoe is such a good actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. Um, his credits on IMDb are so long. Uh, but the big one for He's me, been in everything, he plays Sergeant Elias in Platoon, and that is one of my favorite characters ever. Love it. Love it. He is so good. He is the title. Ah, He's the title picture. (laughs) He's the title character as he just gets absolutely gunned down by the Viet Cong. Unfortunately, by his own men. No, he wasn't getting killed by his own men in that scene. Didn't he? No. Yeah. I thought he was by his own men. No, he was being chased by a group of Viet Cong, and the rest of his men got away in a helicopter. But Sergeant Sergeant Barnes had said that Elias. Uh, was dead And he was like Yeah he's, he's dead I saw him He's dead And then Elias uh, okay. Elias shows up running And he's got all these people Behind him And it's just this whole thing If you haven't seen Platoon he Does the thing Such a good movie Love Platoon, uh, Oliver Stone's best work for sure. Uh, but Willem Dafoe, he's fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> he played. Uh, he also played Jesus Christ in the Last Temptation of Christ, uh, directed by Scorsese. Correct, right? I did not see that. I've never seen it either. See, the thing is, is I was looking through all his stuff, and I was like, well, I haven't seen any of these movies, so uh, I guess all I really know him from is Platoon. Apparently, The Lighthouse you know, is pretty good. You see The Lighthouse? I did see The Lighthouse. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. It, the Lighthouse is a movie that it's just like. I'm I would have been fine if I'd never had seen that. You know what if I mean? You didn't see it. You don't need to see it. Don't watch it. It's Is it gross? It's just weird, man. It's like it yeah. Is it like hereditary? Or or not hereditary, uh uh Midsommar. Midsummer. Midsummer. yeah, Midsummer. Still never had yeah. clarification on how to pronounce that. Um I think it's Midsummer. That's what everybody says. That movie was just gross, dude. Oh, so so wild and so weird. Oh, gosh. I found that one interesting. For all of our listeners out there, I don't know. if, if if you're into that kind of thing, you know, and you like it, I get it, but I'd say just don't do it, just don't watch it it you don't need to no i i don't i disagree weird. I disagree because I think that that movie was actually pretty good, but it's one of those movies that. Do you need to see it more than once? Ugh, now I can't get I, some of the stuff out of my head, though. I definitely don't need to see that movie more than once. Nor do I need to, you know, It's there's a lot of horror movies or, that like, you need weird movies, movies that I'm just like, I never need to, you know, people that are, like, in, um, they get really into Rob Zombie. Right, Rob Zombie is one of those guys that it's like, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad that I saw it, but I never need to see it again. Like, I didn't actually enjoy watching that. It's just like, wow, that's a horrible thing. For somebody have to eyes. Experience. Hills have eyes as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a, you know, it's like hostile. Who enjoys watching hostile? You know who like literally actually enjoys watching, but there there is people. You know there is people. There are people that yeah, there are people that are into it. We had this conversation yesterday. It's about the you know people, their fascination with people getting chopped up and stuff. It's not how do we even get on. It's not for me. Oh yeah, the lighthouse. That's the thing. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's how we got it. Yeah, yeah, it was a lighthouse. (laughs) Uh, But I don't even. Yeah, if I don't know. I honestly don't think The Lighthouse is worth watching, but I know that there are a lot of people that are really into that artsy, slow Well, no, burn my, my main cinema. question was, is it like Midsummer? And I'm not really, uh, no. It's not like that? No, okay. it's... Another thing is that it's black and white, and it's Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe just sitting there in, like, the cabin for a lighthouse for an undisclosed amount of time. I can't remember how much time passes. Uh but i don't know it's just like two guys like slipping into insanity together and i i didn't find it particularly interesting i know that there's a way to make that movie where I, you would care more i don't care about that movie uh so if you like it great it was an interesting watch uh is it the same lighthouse from the ring i cannot confirm nor deny whether <laughs> i have no clue could be okay okay spider-man yeah. okay Willem Nafoe is great um i'm sorry i'm getting us way off topic um willem Dafoe is incredible in this movie um i'll talk about that later in the podcast why i like him so much um but we should you know we don't have to break down i guess we shouldn't break down everybody i'd love to just keep talking jk simmons let's just do it but um no let's not uh, talk about jk simmons (laughs) i know Let's talk about Spider Man. Oh, do you want to talk Spider-Man about Spider Man Two Thousand? What about Rosemary Harris? <laughs> I mean, don't you what want about, to talk uh, what about, about Jack Betts? Do you want to talk about Joe Manginiello, the guy that played Flash? <laughs> Isn't, Can I tell you something? I just I can't I can't bite the bullet on it. Um, so this guy Jack Betts, uh, he is in the scene with uh, with oh I know uh, this guy Doc yeah so okay so Doctor he's, he's like the He's the military the guy. guy, right? Yeah. No, 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 he's, he's a board member. There's a different guy. He's like a board member. Guy. Yeah, there's the other general guy. Okay, and this is very obscure, and I don't know if you're, you would ever get this, but as soon as I saw his face in this, this, this go-around watching Spider-Man, I called who he was, but I wasn't exactly sure, like, if I was right on the money, but he's in another movie, and as really? soon as I saw him, I knew exa- I knew exactly what he was from. And it's the strangest, most obscure spot in a movie. I have no clue. But, You're just gonna have to tell me because it's not coming to me. And I watched. We gonna watch this. He's the yesterday. guy in Batman and Robin that bids five hundred thousand dollars on Poison Ivy. There's no way. They're in a crowd. Poison Ivy walks up to the stage and he goes. I bid 500000 dollars and does this thing. And I like I I had to confirm it today. So I looked it up on YouTube and it sure enough, it's freaking jackpats. So weird. I was just like, God, my mind is strange. Well, I mean, very, very- it's kind of amazing how there are those those little moments between, you know, different characters. That, you know, it's like that guy. You're like, I know he's in something else. It's nothing... He's in something. It's nothing big, but he is in and something else. And it's not like I called exactly, like, what his line was in my head. I wasn't like, that's the guy that says $500,000. I just said, I know that guy's in Batman and Robin in that party <laughs> scene that they have with Poison Ivy. And so I just feel like it has to be the guy. Well, it's like... Then- it's kind of it's like the, uh, the guy that owns the diner that MJ goes to sing at in Spider-Man 3. That's Butts from... Um, Little uh, or from uh, they're standing little around giants. butts. Yeah, he's butts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it so, is. There you go. Yeah, but you you know you put those things together. Um, what are we talking about? We're gonna go. We and, need to talk about Spider Man. I mean, do. we got to talk about the movie. I know, yeah, see, Well, there's also <laughs> James Franco. Let's let's save Franco for a little let's bit. Save Franco. Let's, let's save him. Let's save Franco. Hey, let's talk about Franco in the third one because he has a lot more to do in that one. Maybe he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll say, we'll say Franco. Yeah. Um, you know, the other person that we do need to mention though is Danny Elfman. Uh, I cannot even believe if, if I'm making a, just like the, the, the Spider-Man credits, if I'm making a top five favorite movie scores list, it's most definitely in there. I love this score. Yeah. It's so good. You know, like that single, what would it be? John Williams, one through four, and then Danny Elfman five. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> No, yeah. Thomas Tommy Newman's got some good stuff. I mean, they, you know, there's a lot of good people out there. I, I agree, though, Dave. Danny Elfman is, uh, he's something else, man. And then hearing him sing a Nightmare Before Christmas oh. it just makes you respect the guy even more. I know he's he's Captain Jack. He's the greatest, Captain Jack. Oh yeah, Captain Jack. Jack It's uh... Skellington. Thank you. Couldn't think of it uh but yeah his mu- his music is so so good in these movies and it completely completely like defines the feeling of the movie well we've had this discussion because that's what the mcu spider-man's missing and the amazing spider-man like the amazing spider-man what you had a cold play song in there and stuff i mean oh my gosh like, they play the, till the kingdom the come uh but yeah who, do- who did weird. it was james newton howard that i think they brought in and he makes a It was a fine score, but it wasn't
1: anything special. It's pretty good, but yeah,
0: it's just, this is... (laughs) Like, the percussion in that first part is so good. Who did Batman? Who did the original Batman? Not the original Batman, but just the movies, Tim Burton's. Danny Elfman? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Good job, man. Do they keep using that in the Joel Schumacher Schumacher ones? I I think they would. They had to, yeah, they had to have right, or is that the anyway, but Danny Elfman, I love Danny Elfman, he is completely like always been Tim Burton's guy, and so I don't think that there are He's enough incredible. the th- here's the th- the problem with Danny Elfman is that there are not enough movies that he has done that I particularly like love for me to really enjoy his work as I wish I could. You know, it's like I listen to this a lot, but other than that, I mean, I don't really know. He just you know. hasn't done enough. He well, He's and most of his movies are Tim Burton animated movies. Stuff and I don't really love Tim Burton. Yeah. You know, it's like you I'm just sorry, gotta, you gotta I'm not really why. like I'm not dying to watch Edward Scissorhands anytime soon. You know what no, I mean? <laughs> I no. just don't care. There was a time and a place for that, and some people stick with that phase throughout their life. You know, they just love love Tim Burton. Um, I just feel like I had a, like kind of a time and a place for that. Like I was probably like you know 16. 15 like i was kind of young i got into edward scissorhands i got into all these things i kind of went through an emo phase sure. a little bit yeah you know yeah that, was, uh, that Tried was to pierce my ear got grounded kind of thing that was very very much like the nightmare before christmas type time though yeah i feel like because yeah. that movie came out and that was definitely the introduction to danny elfman um but let's talk about the okay. beginning of this movie. Um I think that there is very much like a first act, a second act and a third mm-hmm. act, right? Um and the first mm-hmm. act of this movie is possibly the best part. Um I think that the first like the first you know half hour to 40 minutes is really enjoyable you watch peter like go and he gets bit by the spider um i also really enjoy the origin story of getting bit by a spider and then suddenly he wakes up and he's got superpowers like it's pretty awesome it's a great you know i thought th- you were sick i'm better <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what do you think of that whole scene is there anything before that scene that you want to talk about i'm down to just dive into that well you know it just before that scene, I mean obviously you have him getting bit. You have the introduction, James Franco, Norman Oz. Oh yeah, because you do have the scene where he meets um Harry's father and you're like, Have you known this guy your whole life and you've never met his dad? You've never met his dad? <laughs> yeah. Senior year of high school. Are you, you guys just, best friends? Yeah, that's I, I I always got the I always kind of figured that they had been best friends for a long time, but maybe not. I don't know. Um but yeah, it's a good introduction. And I think that uh I think that it's also very successful that Willem Dafoe and um Norman Osborn are uh introduced very early in the movie and you kind of follow both characters right it's very yeah, much you like follow both st- yeah you're like okay cool yeah, this is spider-man stories. he's on a field trip and then boom he gets bit by a spider and he has that whole scene and you know parallel to that you also have norman osborne who is kind of slowly being edged out of his company i, I what role does norman Os- osborne have in this company like i'm assuming that he's president but there's a board that has like a majority of you know uh, you know, a majority of the shares in the company. I so think they he's do... probably CEO. Yeah, but my, my concern is that, like, they're really down to edge him out. Like, what did he do that made them just not like him very much? Because it seems like that entire company is built upon his back. Like, all of it is kind of due to his intelligence I, and scientific, you know, and scientific knowledge. I think they're making it kind of seem like he's washed up or something like not washed up, but like his technology, there's other companies and other things out there that are, are becoming more advanced, you know? And they say, they show that in the, that, that very opening scene when they go to Oscorp with the general guy and whatever. And he's like, I've already seen the glider. I know what right. this stuff is. Show me what the other stuff is. And you know, it just kind of seems like he can't capitalize on, on how, how smart he is and on all these ideas. Um, there's other people out there that are doing the same thing. And so he has this big idea, but it's just not, it's not working. The thing is, is that they Clearly. just have no idea how much he had to sacrifice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any idea what I sacrifice? That's yeah. like the, one of the best lines in the movie. But yeah, he seems like maybe like 10 years ago, he was doing pretty good pretty great and then he, yeah uh, yeah he's got the rolls royce he's got the you know yeah but the now ladies, they're like okay got, norman you know got you got haven't khakis. really made a great scientific breakthrough in like a decade or five years or something like that so we need to we need to move forward with this company. we're gonna move on yeah we're moving on yeah but he's stuck yeah we, in, you know making some sort of uh with one idea with, he's one, stuck idea. with one seed planted in his head that's like what's <laughs> what, what is it superhuman or something I guess that what he's trying to I mean, that's create. Well, he's obviously trying to make a, you know, some sort of serum that turns you into uh, a superhero and also allows you to access your innermost demons and they will turn into an entire different personality that's slowly going to take over your mind. Seems like, yes. gra- yeah. seems like a what great. Seems like a great serum. Why would? See, why wouldn't you come up with that? that? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the probably phosphorus. That's that's right? the thing. No, yeah. That's the thing is that like he has like the split personality thing, which is really strange. And I, I've been, I was trying to think about that when I was watching this movie. I was like, is it is that something that's happening to him anyway, or is that a consequence of the serum, the Green Goblin serum? You know what I mean, like. Yeah, because it just seems kind of strange, and then it gets so much more problematic later with Harry like talking to his father in his head and stuff, and you're like, why is that happening? Well, the the, the two start to start to merge, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the line the lines between the two start to really like become become pretty blurry, right? Um, I just find it funny though how his goblin voice is like more like New York or Brooklyn. Like normally he's like, "Hi, I'm Norman Osborn," <laughs> you know, "Osborn, how's it going?" And Then his Goblin voice is like you have to get or whatever you know. He's like you got to get Spider Man. You got to you got to get the Spider Man. Yeah, you know or whatever. Word you know? to He's the like, wise with your girlfriend. Do what you need to with her, then broom her fast. <laughs> You're like, yeah, then he does. broom fast. He does. He absolutely. Yeah. I keep kind of trying to go into some European thing. I can't. I'm trying to do like because I'm trying to do like the growly kind of. Brooklyn, or New well, what y- am I thinking of? Like, here? hey, hey, how you doing, doll? It's kind of like, hey, I'm uh doing doll. You know what it is? It's that uh it, home alone two. Which floor? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, no, no. That's ain't much uh, better that's than you, kid. Yeah, ain't much better than here kid. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a low gravelly smoker voice of some guy from Brooklyn. But I keep, I keep trying to get it like this. I want to do Russian. I don't know why. I just. That's, I mean, that's like borderline getting Transylvanian. (laughs) Yeah, that's starting to get like vampire. Yeah, that's... Interesting you stuff, buddy. Haven't done the dishes in like <laughs> three hundred years. Oh, <laughs> uh, good movie. Um, yeah. But the Spider-Man stuff at the beginning is pretty awesome. I'm a big fan of him going in his room uh, and feeling sick, and then just collapsing on the floor. And he clearly wasn't doing very well. And his aunt and uncle just should have just absolutely... gone to a doctor, though, dude. If I wasn't, if I was feeling like he looked, like I would probably. Call yeah, I just somebody. got bit by a spider. I need to go to the doctor right now. You know what I this mean? This thing is swelling extremely fast. Right, totally. <laughs> like, well this and is The bad. thing is, is that, like, I mean, I understand that the aunt and the uncle are giving, you know, a kid their space. But kid shows up and he says he doesn't feel good like that. And then he just goes to his room and, like, doesn't make a peep. Wouldn't they go in and check on him? And be like, oh, he's passed out on, on the ground. That's maybe, maybe not go good. knock on him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they try to knock on him or something, but then... He just disappeared. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't seem seems like they might have needed to check on him. But regardless, when he wakes up and he like realizes that his vision's off, and then he suddenly looks in the mirror and he's all jacked. Like that I whole thing is just the best, you know? Because that would be such a great thing to He'd wake like, up and be awesome. like, "Oh man, I'm just super ripped now, and I don't have to wear my I glasses." It'd be great, oh gosh. yeah. And he sudden, I mean, oh man, if I didn't have to wear contacts anymore, yeah, that would. I mean, I, I just have get no LASIK, idea. I guess, but yeah, I don't have any vision with my or a problem with my vision, so I have no understanding of what that's like. Oh, oh cool! I don't have glasses. I'm so lucky.
1: I had a <laughs> lot of other stuff, though.
0: It's <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah there's a, <laughs> the positives and minuses. Yeah, yeah there the are pros and cons. And negatives. Yeah, um, pros and cons. Uh, but the the day at school, like the fight at school, that Flash. that is one of my favorite things and i gotta say i like this flash so much more than spider-man homecoming's flash man i mean just a million times more right well the spider-man homecoming version of flash is like you know it's just kind very strange much range bully kind of like but he looks so dorky and weak it's not like like flash is like i picture flash like what's up parker you know what are you doing dude Mm-hmm. Like are we gonna fight or what? Like that kind of, you know. Yeah. Bro, y. Yeah, totally. You when know. which he is kind of like in this one. What's yeah. up, nerd? <laughs> but the yeah. well, the Spider-Man Homecoming version of Flash very much seems like, well, what would the bully look like or seem like if you were in like an advanced A high placement high school in New oh, York yeah. City? Yeah, you know true. what I mean? That's true. It's like yeah. so. This kid, I, I, I don't know. It, it just is that version of that, I guess. But yeah. the, that fight is so good. Did you see that bit about how? you know, before that, when Peter, uh, when MJ slips and he picks up her tray and all of that stuff, that was actually, um, P- or that was actually Toby Maguire landing that stunt. No way! Yeah. He actually did that. Yeah, they like applied like sticky stuff to all that. To all of those items and they like dropped them or whatever and toby mcguire caught them like that and they tried it like 150 oh, sick times, dude and he got it. oh i'd imagine you tried it a million times Yes, yeah, they did it so many times um which is pretty sweet but then he gets I into sucked if he had to like i don't know if he screwed up if like he screwed up his dialogue though like he caught it but then he like burped or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i guess it's just part of <laughs> acting right is that you don't get there it, it that time you just have to keep doing it again and again and again keep going again yeah the The fight is sweet. I'm a big fan of the fight, and I love like the introduction the to the spidey sense. you know what I mean yeah. when he Shhh, yeah fist coming at his face like that you know and i like i like the, the lower voice it's like you know, and then the punch lands and he just hits the locker right well and it also goes out to that fly going by and there's some kid shooting a spit wad and it's like he's just aware of everything that's going on in the room and that's a great way to like set up that's how stanley first got his uh idea for spider-man you know that was what he was he saw fly flying around the room then he saw it crawling on the wall and he was like i want to make a superhero that can crawl on walls what should i call him fly man No. ant-man oh yeah and then he thought that spider-man sounded cool right yeah, he was like Spider Man. He said it has more sex appeal. Like that's what he thought is like you know it's Spider Man. It's dangerous, sleek. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. is that interesting? Well, maybe that's a little thing. Stanley had a lot to do on this movie, so maybe that fly is. Well, they already a tried. They already I, tried that with the fly, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff you know, Goldblum. <laughs> when he, yeah, when he turns <laughs> into like an amoeba's blob at the end. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good stuff. That's what happens. Oh. You know, that's what. That, cra- that Cronenberg fly is <laughs> <Some> weird stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the fight, but let's, let's talk about Peter uh, coming up with the concept of Spider-Man to begin with. I mean, the, you know, like him drawing and you see actual art and illustration that would have been used in the comic book, uh, all that sort of stuff. Is so good in that scene. Mm-hmm. And you have that mm-hmm. entire montage, which kind of ends with Peter going to montage. the which with Peter going to the wrestling match, which is like the greatest. Randy Savage, baby. Did you even know who Randy Savage was before this? Yeah. WWF, Macho Man. I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a crowd. Oh, really? I had no idea yeah, that this guy him. was Randy Savage until like a couple days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Bone Saw. I think I probably made the connection like a year and a half ago or something. I was talking with, uh, I think I was talking with, I don't know who I was talking with, somebody. But yeah, they, they brought it up like, oh yeah, it's Randy Savage and Spider-Man. And I was like, hey, I never really even thought of that. Um, he died. Randy Savage died? died? Yeah, Randy Savage died. He was like 58. Jeez, what did he die from? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Rest um, in peace. Yeah, no. I don't know. Porsche. that's Bone Saw is ready. He kills it in this role. Bone Saw is one of the most ridiculous yes, characters Bonesaw! that I've ever seen. And that entire Bonesaw! scene is absolutely ridicu- ridiculous. When they drop the cage and that guy goes. <laughs> it's, just it's crazy, and when Peter Parker's walking out, and all the girls are like, "Oh yeah, you should run home to your mommy," <laughs> like all that stuff. I'm gonna rip oh, you no. apart piece by piece, and you're like, Geez. "Jeez, jeez, man!" And then the guy wheels by him. He's like, "I can't feel my legs, my legs." That whole scene is so Gosh, messed up, right? But and he's just all Whoop, inside of the cage. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> I know so yeah. easy. that's the thing is that he just has no concerns he's like I'm absolutely stronger than whatever I'll kick his butt here but he was a little bit nervous when they me. get the cage match we do need to mention that he does have a pretty significant conversation with Uncle Ben and we didn't mention that guy to begin with his name is his name Cliff, Robertson. Uh, yeah, Cliff Robertson uh you know I don't know much about Cliff Robertson to be honest I don't I wrote down that he started him. his acting career in 1943 Wow! I just found that interesting. Yeah, I, I mean like, he's wow. an older he's an older guy. I think he brings some gravitas to the character. Uh, I think he's great, man. I think he's great. And when he dies, not to flash forward, but like when he dies, the way that he acts through that scene is so unlike most normal actors. Like most normal acts because if like your lines were just Peter, like that's all he says twice. It's just Peter. So most other actors would just be like Peter, Peter. Or I don't know how they would do it, but he goes like Peter. Peter he, he like does this like <laughs> it's like his mouth is like filling with blood It's like a weird <laughs> it's weird. But it's uh it's good. It's you know, and he's got tears in his eyes and stuff. I mean it's it's well done. Yeah. And Except for Peter doesn't go home. I mean, they're painting the kitchen and he doesn't you know. the thing is, is that he was supposed to be home, Michelangelo. I mean he was supposed to be home. Yeah. Hey, Michelangelo, hell, you got to. There's take meatloaf the and please. veggies in the oven, bud. You missed, you know, you know, you missed dinner. What can I say? So you blew it. Yeah, and you said, "Don't start without me." Well, I know you just got these powers, but dude, yeah, you got to go home. But you know He's what? He's a sweet guy. He forgot what he was doing. You know, he lost track of time because he was. If there's any excuse, it's that. I mean, <laughs> exactly. If there's, if there's any excuse in the world. I'm sorry, I became Spider-Man today. I didn't realize that I was Spider-Man, and I I completely forgot about any (laughs) plans that I had after school. (laughs) That I'm shooting webs out of my body now. That's that's the thing is that those. What do you think about? We'll we'll get back to the whole wrestling match thing. What do you think about the fact that he shoots the webs out of his wrists instead of um like developing the technology for the web himself? I like it a lot because. You can't use the the old oh no the bad guy broke my wrist thing. It's like it's a different kind of plot device. Having it come out like just be a part of his body is it's crazy. And I like how they went that direction. Like I think in the comics he always just had a device, right? Was that yeah? In the com- how it was? in the comics he was like developed ever- he developed in himself. Like that wasn't a part of his yeah superpower. He's a smart kid and made it, but like. Yeah, I I like the direct. I like that they decided to go in that direction because it adds to the powers. Like he's not just like strong and can crawl on walls and has senses. All of a sudden he's like, oh my, oh my gosh! Like, well, and that's a big thing. There's like the webs are a huge part of Spider Man. You know, oh huge. So I mean, I don't know. I part of me does think it's kind of cool if Peter Parker, you know, uses his intellect to develop something that can be useful within his superpower. But another part yeah, of yeah. me likes that this is just kind of easy in that way. And, you know... But now it's, like, standalone because everybody else is going the direction of the device and all that. So now, like, you appreciate it almost even more. Yeah. Because you're like, totally. I'm happy that Sam Raimi went this direction because it's just unique and well, oh, cool. it's also just... Kind of convenient. It's just like, nice. All right, What cool. if the web would have just, like, came out of his elbows? You well, know? That's, what if it didn't? We were actually talking about that we were watching it the other night. Like, if he were going to do that, if he were going to be – his body would be making web, it probably wouldn't be coming out of his wrists. <laughs> like, he would have – like, he would develop – We all know where it'd probably be coming. Well, <laughs> you know, I you mean, know, you yeah. know, he, like, could be, like <laughs> – that, but it could also be, you know, some sort of new... Maybe it would come out of his belly button, you know? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, nobody knows what like, what would happen, but the spiders, it comes out of their behind. You know what I mean? It's not like they're shooting it out of it their... Out of their yeah. It's not like they're shooting it out of, uh, you know... Oh, man, what if he just woke up and he had, like, a spike thing on his butt? Oh, yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh, sweet. Like, she, uh, you know, like Shelob, like... Yeah, good reference you know, Lord okay. of the Rings. Sorry, I'll stop talking about. No, it's and good. It. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's good. It's but, good. Good butt material. <laughs> yeah, but I do like the I do like the Shazam go web go. Go web go. Yeah. That that's all. That's all a funny scene, you know, and it's and it's a good time. And I like that he hits the wall when he yeah. tries to first use the web. Growing pains yeah. learning curve. But there is there like is everything. that um there is the speech that Uncle Ben gives him you know, shortly after all this, and he's going to that whatever uh, to with great win the car. With great power comes great responsibility. And he says that with great power comes great responsibility. And that's, you know, it's an incredible speech. It's a great scene. And Peter freaks out on him. And I think that that whole moment between him and Uncle Ben is very formative in his experience as a superhero and just as an individual as well. And it very much defines him as a character moving forward. Uh, So it sucks that he has that reaction, uh, but it definitely influences the later Spider-Man. But it does, yeah. The and it definitely adds an emotional tone to the film. Totally. So you you know, it's it's an interesting thing, and he gets through the wrestling match, which is incredible. Yeah, the wrestling scene is pretty sweet. Like it's just kind of fun to watch. I, I you know, I just really like watching. You know, just the crappy Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, like he's wearing I like sweats and a T-shirt that's the too big, and-, and he like screws up yeah. his name. He's like the Human Spider, and that guy's like, "That's I'm the Human dude. Spider," <laughs> which is also no, Bruce the Campbell, amazing Spider-Man. Bruce Campbell, who's childhood friends with Sam Raimi, apparently. Uh, But I do love that's awesome. I yeah. do love that he's just like what are you talking about the Human Spider. What are you talking about that's that's so dumb. Spider-Man, no. the Amazing Spider. Does he? Okay, small. He frat. says the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah, he says, uh, the incredible, the blah, 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 the amazing Spider-Man. Which is good. And then he fights. Which is great. <laughs> he fights. And I go. <laughs> oh! And he fights Bonesaw. Yeah, I just go. Oh. <laughs> and Saw has, I got you for three minutes. Three, three minutes, minutes of playtime. You're going nowhere. <laughs> three minutes of play time, And he's just so ridiculous <laughs> I just in that heard scene, it. too. I just heard her laugh in the next room. <laughs> 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 it's funny. I mean, he's just like the it most is, ridiculous yeah. character. He's got this long freaking hair. Oh, man. I mean, Randy Savage is one of the most interesting looking individuals I have ever seen. Like he he looks like a different version of a human. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he just looks like he's about to pop, dude. It does. He looks like just a man that like, is just, just like whoa. Yeah. It, it's like the skin <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. on him is just really clinging just tight it's like yeah they cut off a little and just pulled it and just totally yeah just, and, <laughs> he's all veiny <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy disgusting he's a crazy looking guy but he's great yeah, in no, he this is movie crazy. and he makes he makes for a really fun scene you know he makes for really Oh, good. it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And the crowd I mean I you know, you know, I don't mean but to the dog, fans I don't mean love to dog them, don't on they? professional wrestling, but I've never really been into professional wrestling. No. Not a and chance. they really yeah. make the crowd just look like the worst you know it's like i kill know. him on like the the signs and they're chanting kill yeah it's just like it seems like a throwback to like the roman coliseum or something like this is just the most you know primitive human but gathering the thing, the thing that ever since i found out about wwf like within the first i don't know day that i found out even what it was i knew that it was fake Like, somebody told me what it was, but then they told me that it was fake. Like, it's not real. So it's, like, choreography and stuff, but, like, I don't know. So I've always just been, like, I would rather watch, like, actually, just people actually fighting. I don't know. That is also (laughs) part of the allure of the professional wrestling world is that is that those guys are doing these like crazy stunts that are well choreographed and rehearsed so i mean there is quite a spectacle to it that is respectable you know what i mean Uh, if you haven't seen watch darren aronofsky's the wrestler it'll give you it's a good (laughs) it makes it all seem a little cooler but thank you yeah (laughs) you know to your point the difference in this wrestling match is that it is real. I mean these people are just getting the hell beat out yeah, of them. No, he, yeah. These people, yeah. Like these people are getting bone sawed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, these people are just walking in here and just he's just beating the hell out of them. Like it's like that's what it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's huh Yeah. And that cow. Yeah. But anyway, Spider-Man prevails, of course, and he does very well. Uh, and then that guy the dude says Dude only gives him 100 bucks. Gives him 100 you, you I said $3,000. For three minutes, and you pinned him in two. For that, I give you a hundred, <laughs> and you should be lucky to I get give you 100. that. That guy is just—he is just the most despicable human being. Too, I hate that guy. Oh, I don't like that guy either. He's the worst. I don't um, like that guy either. And then you have the—you know—the guy that you. think. I do love because because the guy. Well, the guy says, "I miss the part that's my problem." Right. Yeah, and he says that to Peter, and then the guy comes in and robs. That dude who, who um whatever, didn't give Peter his money. And then the guy's running past Peter, and Peter just lets him go. And then the guy's like, hey, come on, you could have torn him apart. What are you doing? And Peter goes, I missed the part where that's my problem. Which is great. I love that moment. It's Because it's like, totally, I would have done the same thing, you know? I probably would have already thrown the muscle in on that guy from the beginning. I would have been like, dude, I just beat Bonesaw. Give me my money, or else I am literally going to beat you up right now. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I'm not in the mood, but I deserve this money. I won. Give me my money. I'm clearly very capable of taking down whoever. The other thing though yeah. is that, um, there's that cop, like was that cop watching the show? And he's like, "What's the matter with you? You let him go, and he gets all angry, and I think that that's a lot to put on, like one guy standing there in a hallway. I mean, that guy had a gun. it's just kind of like a short, normal guy that's like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this guy what, just you want me to stop the guy with a gun it's or like, something? I'm sorry. Like, I I understand that I should have, you know, I should be looking out for the welfare of all human beings when I'm out in the world, I guess. But if some guy steals a bunch of money from somebody and is carrying a pistol in his hand running by me, I am not doing anything. I am letting yeah, that I'm guy go down the Yeah, the beginning of Tommy Boy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm hiding in the corner. <laughs> Yeah. you know i am i am <laughs> sorry i'm good i'm not gonna do anything about it i'm, I'm so. good unless i have a concealed carry permit or something i actually have something on me and i'm like okay i can stop this guy but if i i mean if i'm just standing there with a ham sandwich like i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah i mean what, what what is that police officer <laughs> expecting of anybody I'd Be like, don't. what are you doing don't small guilt trip little me, guy man. that doesn't yeah. look like he could beat anybody up yeah but then so he goes outside and you have Cliff Robertson's great death scene, which is a really good death scene. I appreciate that. And a very nice, um, you know, early on Spider-Man chase scene. And he ends up getting the bad guy. Well, hold up. <laughs> this is going to be like <laughs> okay. the longest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I know. Hold up for one minute. It's okay. It's our first one back. We're going to talk for like three hours. I just, I want to talk about, okay, so Ben just died, right? He's laying on the ground. Totally. I know exactly where you're going would, with this. Would you leave him? Like, I understand that, like, he has to go get the guy and there's revenge and stuff. But, like, what? You're just going to leave your uncle dead on the sidewalk? Like, do you even know what's going to happen to him? Totally. Like, I don't know. I just don't really get I didn't really, you know, today I was watching it. I was like, eh. Well, and what that <laughs> must know. look like to... But you get it. What that must look like to everybody uh standing around like that guy's going to kill the guy that did it <laughs> that guy's gonna go commit a crime yeah, he's clearly chasing after that guy <laughs> clearly chasing well you he just, just shot like, webs what a dude just saw his uncle die and then just sprinted off it's like jeez okay what are you doing man there's a worse moment <laughs> in the second one but we'll wait to talk about that because yeah. it's like off you know being spider-man you know has consequences it's like you got to disappear in weird moments you got to lie about where you've been all the time. I mean, it's stressful stuff being, being a superhero and trying to maintain. Spooky stuff. And, but, you know, that's another big thing that I really like about this version of Spider-Man is that in the first movie, he completely, like, has the Spider-Man thing bottled up inside. Like, he doesn't tell anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, And the knows. only person that finds yeah. out about it dies at the end. And in the second movie, Normal. nobody knows either. You know what I mean? Besides one person. Well, actually quite a few people. We, they, But they won't tell nobody, you I'm know? <laughs> it's a- but they won't tell nobody. <laughs> Spike don't play with girls. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's good. I know these movies well enough that I, that I can money. insert small quotes from them every once in a while and just keep it going. Yeah. Um, but well, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Do you need us, to talk but, much more you know, about that chase scene? I mean, it's great. There's not, not a ton to say. Yeah. I, I do enjoy guy it. Dies. I do like the way he kicks he that goes. knife and it sticks to the ceiling when the guy tries to pull a knife on him. And also the guy pulls a gun on him and he's just like, get that crap out of my face. You know, just slaps yeah, it out of his hand. That reminds me though, our friend friend of the podcast, Ethan Ritter, because I'm sure he could make a video like that to that scene. But there's a scene in the Mummy 2 where this guy throws a knife at Brendan Fraser, like throws it and Brendan Fraser catches the knife in the air and then throws it back at him. And Ethan just took a video of that scene and then stops it right at that moment and just turns towards it and goes, no, no, that's not, (laughs) not possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's such a funny one. The only, the closest that anybody can do is like this Spider-Man or Aragorn slapping the um, knife out of the, out of the air in the end of fellowship of the ring. Yeah, and a fellowship, yeah. yeah. Um, but great chase scene. Uncle Ben's dead. Uh, Ben's dead. Let's um, talk. And a, then we're just moving. Yeah. Well, so yeah. that, that's what happens, right? And, you know, obviously Rosemary Harris, uh, Aunt May, is very upset. Um, I, like, I like the age of Aunt May and Uncle Ben in this. I really like the age of him. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, another thing that's nice about Rosemary Harris is that she's not stealing the show. You know what I mean? She's yeah. a good anime, yeah, but she doesn't like stand she's out a ton. You know, like I think she's that great just, for what she does. She hands in a very re- a very nice performance, and I think that she's very endearing. And deliver us. Yeah. Finish it. <laughs> that part is so weird. <laughs> <It's> so strange. <laughs> but I mean a lot of that is Sam Raimi's little um you know, his horror roots, I think, or his goofiness. They're tapping in there. Uh, so, yeah. but that's, there's the, there's the graduation and it's shown that they're going to, Harry and Peter are going to move in together. And that's w- about all that happens. But during all of this, uh, Norman Osborne has gotten, uh, kicked out of his, or he is, his project is shut down that he wants to do. And they're not going to allow them, uh, you know, they have to take the whole line back to formula and it's this whole unfortunate thing, you know, and, um, They're going to go back to formula, and so he decides to do human testing on himself, which is why he becomes the Green Goblin. And that scene Ah, is ah, such ah, a bummer ah, for ah. that doctor, whoever that guy, I can't remember that guy's name. He's just hanging out. He's like, like, I'm I'm going to spend a little extra time with Norman. Well, he's you know he's like, uh, (laughs) yeah, we don't need to, we need to go back to formula, and let's be smart about this thing. And then Norman wants to do human testing, and he's nice nice enough to go along with it, and then he just gets killed for it. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Yeah. Tough stuff. Yeah, he's just walking up, like, is my buddy okay? Mm-hmm. Dude, are you all right? Like, Oh my gosh. He's so about concerned you. about him, too. Hand, neck, dead. Totally. Totally. <laughs> it just. But, I mean, Thunzo. I guess that's Green Goblin, right? He is. I guess that's just the Goblin. But he is, man. The Green Goblin is like ruthless. He is seriously a merciless uh, freaking character. He is. Well, I sent you that text when I was watching it. I said. Would you rather watch Spider-Man and Green Goblin fight or Batman and the Joker? Spider- And it's like Spider-Man and Green Goblin, probably. Spider-Man Green Goblin. This is man. My, I mean, I just This is my stuff. You know, this is this This is, is my thing. This is my superhero trilogy. Aesthetically, the glider is so amazing, man. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Here's something it's crazy. I think here's, here's something. Yeah, yeah. This is a hot take. If I had to choose this is something. If I had to choose um to have series blinked out of existence between this and the Dark Knight trilogy and the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would choose that this remains, and I would be okay with the other two not existing. Whoa. Right? Yeah. You're like, that's too much. You've gone too far, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't know, man. The entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, I mean... I think I could live without it. I think I could too. I couldn't live without these movies. I <sighs> yeah, and then when it comes to the Dark Knight the Dark Knight trilogy, I just don't know. I don't know either. It's a darn good trilogy. It's good stuff. Well, it's alright. So uh but the other thing that I think is really great is uh the the Green Goblin coming and killing uh the guy that's testing out their new military tech. You yeah. know what I mean, and he blows yeah. all those guys up. He's telling up all the people that are making bunkers. him look like a fool. Yeah, I mean he he comes in really strong, and there's also the scene um, that in which the Green Goblin is sitting there speaking to himself in the mirror, which is in the mirror one yeah. of the greatest. It's I mean it's one of the strongest scenes in the movie, um, and it's definitely it's great like, acting by Willem Dafoe. too. And it's just like yeah, well it's great. We got Willem Dafoe, so he's gonna hand you. but i can't do it you have to (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and he's holding the newspaper Ah, ah, and like the green Green goblin like brings the newspaper up to his face you know what i mean and then norman like looks over and is like oh my gosh (laughs) and gets the news of what he did the night before it's fantastic man i'm a huge fantastic so good so good just a big fan (laughs) i just really love it really big fan uh but then you have a time jump and you kind of see those guys have moved in into New York. the city. And there's that montage of Spider-Man just like, you know, saving lives and defeating saving crime people. in New York City. And I'm a big fan. Yeah, f- then he becomes, a, well, then you then you meet uh, uh, J.K. Simmons' character. What's, uh, oh, no, what's his name? J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. That's the one. Yeah. He is That's the one. hilarious in that scene. Uh, I love the intro to J.K. Simmons. Uh, He's a menace. (laughs) And it's also really convenient. Uh, You know, I I just think that the characters in the Spider-Man universe are very well done, right? Like, it makes sense that Peter Parker would be a photographer, and he takes pictures of Spider-Man, and that's how he employs himself, right? Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's like Peter Parker doesn't have to necessarily— I love how J. Jonah Jameson is just like, this is trash. Yeah. This is absolute trash. Trash. i will give you $100 for it give me hundred dollars no, well, there's a the door and he starts walking out sit down you don't care about anybody care about my barber? no no he says you don't trust anybody do you, hey, you don't, trust my barber you don't. trust my barber <laughs> i love that line no i'm he's great that, that is one of my that is definitely my favorite comedic line in this entire movie
1: yeah that's the funniest thing i almost thing had that, that for
0: says. yeah I almost yeah, I almost I had was, that as my favorite line as well. It's not, favorite line, yeah. It's very good, very good. So J.K. Simmons, that guy that plays like his right hand man. I, I told you he's not a menace. That you know that guy. I told you, he's, that, he's not always a sticking menace. up for Spider Man. I I was trying to find what he's in. Maybe I'll figure it out before the next podcast. Um, he might be in other stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, there. That's that's a fun the fun crew they got there at the uh, was it the Daily Bugle or whatever. Yeah, Daily Bugle. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. You got Elizabeth Banks in there, so she's fun. Oh, yeah, she plays. You know, it's very early on in her career. She has a small role, and it's a good time. So, and she's great. Yeah, she's come a long way. She has come a long way. Directed Pitch Perfect. She directed Pitch Perfect. I can't verify that. I think she, I know she directed Pitch Perfect two <laughs> or three. No, I think it was two. But she directed Pitch Perfect two. Yeah, one of them she directed. You want me and Coop to play for Dallas? <laughs> 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 um, um yeah man but I yeah, I I like how it it moves forward pretty quick and but the reveal that uh Harry and MJ are dating is pretty pretty low blow pretty low blow man yeah I'm, and the fact that he doesn't tell Peter about That's it. the thing is that it's like you know I mean Peter should have made a move by that point you know so it's like I don't know. At what point are you that beholden to your friend when you got somebody like MJ around, I guess? I don't know. But mm-hmm. either way, it's like he should have he probably should have said something. And that that whole dynamic is pretty interesting in the, you know, Don't Tell Harry and Peter and MJ talking outside the whatever Moon Diner there is. Um and then, you know, them being at the Macy's or it's not a Macy's. Par- is it the Macy's Day Parade? It might be. It's Thanksgiving. Is it Thanksgiving? Close to there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. if it, It's not on Thanksgiving, but it's right around that time. Yeah. It seemed, They're wearing different clothes and stuff. It seemed a little warm. It was. It, it, it is that day. Yeah, it is that day because he gets the cut that day and then goes to. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Actually, it's neither here nor there. No, I don't think it is though, because the big there's the big Mace or there's the big parade and like event. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You keep starting it with there's the big Macy or no the big (laughs) (laughs) I know. I keep wanting to say Macy's Day Parade. Macy's Day Parade. So Uh, there's the big parade, (laughs) um, but then there's uh, the 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 fire scene, and that's where he gets cut on the wrists. Right, which is yeah. that scream is just horrifying. What a nightmare! And turns around and it's Green Goblin. Um, let's talk about that parade scene though, because that's that scene is sweet. Like, yeah, you know, like the the sets that they built for that are incredible. Oh, unbelievable. It, it, looking at this and knowing that you, that it was made in two thousand two, you're just like, man. Like the only thing that I see in this movie that's kind of like eh, a little like CGI is when he's running on top of the buildings. Like when he's running on top of the buildings at the beginning and he's jumping from building to building. Like the CGI is kind of like, eh, but you go with it. It's from 2002. But like everything else in the movie is is so well done. Well, they just and- do such a... I mean, this this is maybe like the greatest era of film because, I mean, it's it's where you have this blend of practical effects and it's still CGI, practical and so enough so yeah. it never seems like too much and you know there are and then there was that period of time where it's like everybody was just leaning all the way into CGI but it still didn't look that only good only CGI and now CGI yeah. can actually look pretty realistic but it still kind of leaves you wanting in some ways you know where it's like in like this in like Jurassic Park where you're like it's also terrifying because a lot of the big stuff is real, you know, and practical Mm -hmm. effects really make a difference. Um, So this, I mean... I was just looking at something like, like they even build, like they'll build big sets now and big props and stuff, but then they'll they'll still just recreate it CGI to make it look better. Like Rise of Skywalker, I was watching the behind the scenes and the huge snake that's underneath the sinking field thing. Oh, yeah. Um, They built that. Like they built a huge practical effects snake just for that purpose, but they didn't even use it in the movie. You know, it's just didn't need to. Right, right. But it's just so it's just so funny like yeah, back then like you needed you needed these props like the glider and I mean all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they still create that kind of stuff for movies, but it was just they like don't you do said, it, it was just a different era. Yeah. It and yeah. it was a, it was a nice, you know, it, it was a nice nice time to make movies because you had yeah, really, you know. And I, I know CGI takes a ton of effort as well. And so it's like it's commendable, right? Um, but there was something nice and you know, you just hear fun stories about uh, you know, movie making in the eighties and nineties where it's like such simple solutions to problems that now it's just like, well, you just generate it on a computer and you know, you're all good. Uh, but that that whole scene is very is very great and it looks really good um when you have Spider-Man like jumping off the different floats. I think that's really great. I think that the introduction to the Green Goblin, like that's the Green Goblin's like entrance into like yeah. understanding. You know what I mean? Like ah, ah, he comes ah. by and everybody's like, What is that? You know, this must be new this year, whatever. <laughs> he flies yeah. back, they're like, That's our glider. Uh and he drops that bomb, which is pretty crazy, but man, when he drops that thing, it turns those guys into freaking skeletons. Into toast. And then they turn yeah. to ash. That's so scary. I mean he has Why'd you use that against Spider-Man? Seriously. Why didn't he? It's like he's always like he's trying to kill Spider Man. All he did was use bombs. Yeah. At the end of the movie, like the whole reason that he sets Spider-Man up in that like Mary Jane or the little children scenario is that he's trying to distract Spider-Man long enough that he can kill him. Why wouldn't he just yeah. why wouldn't he just deploy one of those little Incinerate vaporizer him. things? I don't know. That yeah. doesn't make that much sense, but it still looked crazy. It's definitely it still looks great. It's a wild it's awesome. It's a wild <laughs> moment though. It's definitely a wild yeah. moment. Um but I like that intro and uh JK's out or uh, JK uh MJ's outfit. I'm with Harry. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's he saying? You remember MJ's he's like I thought he's like She's wearing that like very um, yeah like the like the kind of geisha kind of trying to think of what strange it's, it's not like a kimono it's something else or so maybe it is a kimono but it's of like Asian descent either like, you way know, inspiration. like it looks like, nice but for that event maybe go with something a little bit that doesn't yeah, stick out sundress. as much. I mean, you know, that's Probably like, phosphorus, you know, it's right? like, if hey, no, I were, sorry. if I, I you know, if I'm in the opposite <laughs> scenario, right. Meeting the in-laws or something like that. And I wear a Hawaiian shirt. It's like, Oh, that is something you might do such though. a vibrant i know that is something that i might do but i mean it's such a vibrant pattern i feel like such a tourist <laughs> it's such a vibrant <laughs> pattern though it's distracting anyway i thought i was watching that and i was like kind of have to agree with harry <laughs> i think that might have been a big step um yeah it's kind of a yeah it's kind of it's a little too far i and i feel like every single time i watch it i always forget about that and then i always end up commenting on it like huh totally. that's what she's wearing totally um yeah. Spider-Man saves that little dumb kid who's standing in the way of that thing falling down very slowly. The little dumb kid, yeah. <laughs> He's on IMDb under that as well. Yeah, it's just that's what his that's what his <laughs> role or his character name was in this movie, little dumb kid. Dumb kid that almost dies. Dumb kid that won't move. Um that's a sweet, that's a very cool uh Very cool save. He just has so much going on in that scene. He's like, come on, kid. Well, and that's... But I think that they do that, like, a number of times in these movies. And that's why Spider-Man is such a great uh, hero. It's a Spidey sense. He's like, I'm I'm right here. And Spider-Man makes the most ridiculous saves. Like, every movie Mm -hmm. has Spider-Man just snagging somebody at, like, the last possible second. And he does that in this one and is this the one where he saves mj from falling off that thing and he catches the web and it like they almost touch the ground but the web saves them like inches from hitting the ground i think that's spider-man 2 man is that spider-man 2 i think it's this one i think that he does that with mj in this one in that in this scene um maybe yeah yeah, you know he does. He does. He he barely saves her because she falls off and he dives after her and snags her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Um but she does a lot of falling in this one. Well, that's I mean, that's what Spider Man does, man. He catches people before they hit the ground. It's great. Catches <laughs> people that are falling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but then he saves MJ and he has that great romantic moment uh on the roof, uh, which is also very, very nice. Huge, great scene. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah, Me too. I love that. Me too. Uh, and it's very clear that Spider-Man and MJ uh, are getting very close. Like, Peter Parker and MJ have kind of had a renewed interest in one another. When's the making out in the rain scene? Uh, it's pretty... He runs into her on the street, right? Yeah. And then it starts raining out. And then he's, like, watching after her. And then these guys... Okay, okay. I hold, specifically hold can, like... I, I know. Hold, hold on. Before we get to that moment... Is there? Oh, we got the Thanksgiving dinner right in the middle of that. I think. Mm, see, I kind of get this stuff mixed up in my head. Which what happens? Because I think. Well, regardless. Yeah, regardless. regardless of the at the some Green point. Goblin now is clued in to the Spider-Man thing, right? Uh-huh. And oh yeah, yeah, dude, I was wrong. So yeah, <laughs> back to the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So. The Thanksgiving dinner is Peter is in J. Jonah Jameson's office and the Green Goblin blows up the room. It's like, ah ha 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 ha. And then all of a sudden Spider-Man's behind the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. Right? Oh, maybe not. No, no I don't know. No, no, no. No, I no. no, no. That's that's what happens. That's what happens. Is that No, because no, that's what happens, but then he goes sleep, and then they have the rooftop scene. Yeah, and that's exact but that's that's where that's like the next part of the storyline is that Yeah, Yeah. he's talking and also got to give a shout out to J. Jonah Jameson in that moment because he does not sell out Peter Parker. He's like, I don't know I who know, he is. I know. He mails it from home. It's like, that's a character defining moment. I like. And I, he's standing right there. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome that he freaking doesn't give out the information when the Green Goblin is clearly, you know, whatever. Uh, but so that part's sweet. And then Spider Man does get knocked out. And then the Green Goblin drags him up to that rooftop and gives him that whole uh, speech about them being I like exceptional. The, I like the end of it is like. Here's the real- I can't- I can't do a good Green Goblin, man. Uh, here's the real truth. There are 8 million people in this city, and those teeming masses exist for the sole purpose of lifting the few exceptional people onto their shoulders. You, me, we're exceptional. I could squash you like a bug right now, but I'm offering you a choice. Join me. Imagine what we could accomplish together. I- I mean, yeah, what we'd create- what we could destroy, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I love it. I love, I love that scene. What is when does he say? Oh yeah, because he says he says. Uh, but the only thing they love more than a hero is to see a hero fail, fall, die trying. That I love that moment. Yeah, in that, you know, fail yeah. that fall, whole. But that whole try. monologue that the Green Goblin has that is like his best moment in the whole show because it's like. Because you do need a little bit of a motivation from the Green Goblin other than the fact that he is just, like, crazy. You know what I mean? Like, he's just lost his mind. Yeah, well, now he's kind of like, he, now he's like, I want to take over the world. Yeah, he's like, I'm, like, I wanna- I'm exceptional. Like, nobody compares. Like, I have I'm aspirations a, I'm a to- superhuman, you know? And so, he's uh-huh. just, and I think that it's, it makes sense that he just becomes extremely infatuated with Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Because he's like that's the only other person that's yeah. like me. I just I turned myself into a supervillain and I have a superhero here already. So I might as well Crazy timing. Yeah, exactly. Too. It's like I might as well try to bef- befriend him, you know, because he's the only other person That guy just kind of had a thing like me. Yeah, exactly. It's like they both went through that at the same time. I mean, it is it is very You know, why wouldn't you try to develop some sort of relationship? Team up. Yeah. But Spider Man then I think what does he do? He just leaves him and he get he gets away or whatever. Uh think about it. Yeah. And leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh and then Spidey turns him down. Um and you Yeah, ha- he's like, no way, dude. Well, and you have that whole you have the whole fire scene, right? And that is one of my favorites because the Daily Bugle has turned the populace against Spider-Man in New York, right? And so Spider-Man's starting to get frustrated by the fact that people don't like him and that the authorities are going after him, which they have every right to do. He's engaging in vigilante justice, which is just unacceptable. Um, So I get it. Uh, But he goes down and he saves... Uh, that baby, right? And then that guy's like, hey, you're under arrest. And then they heard hear arrest. the women scream. There's somebody else in there. And he's like, I'll be waiting for you when you get back. <laughs> not coming, not coming, back, coming chief. back, chief. I love that line. Not coming back, chief. Just kind of like a middle finger, you know? Like, you can arrest me if you want. You can, you can do that right now. But I'm going to go save that woman, and I'm not going to come back. So you don't have a choice, right? I think that that is like a great moment in which he kind of, you know... Um, you know, sticks it to the authority figures and being like, dude, I'm just a good guy trying to live my life. Like, I'm just a superhero trying to do my thing. One of the coolest scenes in that whole fire part, though, uh, is the Green Goblin little, you know, you know, zinger things that he throws out and they cut the little knife, yeah, things. and they go after Peter. Uh, and Sheet. I dude, he has one where he like jumps in between them, and then there's one where like he gets two of them that cut him, and then the other one's coming right at his face, and he does almost like a neo flyback and like barely yeah. oh, it does. It felt so very similar to the Matrix, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, so just did the like the, the part of the song, and then also it does go up to another level where where it's like <laughs> yeah. that song is so yeah. sweet the matrix oh can't it's wait dope. till we go through those um but the um I, I love that part, and I remember thinking that some of the the effects and the action in that scene it was one of the one of the best I've ever seen in a movie. Like it was it yeah, was very yeah. captivating when I was younger. Um but that's where Peter that's where Peter gets the cuts. And then, that's where he gets the cuts. And so he goes back to uh Thanksgiving dinner. dinner, uh, which is happening over at Peter and Harry's place. Uh and Willem Defoe shows sneaks up. in my favorite one of my favorite lines. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Sorry I'm late, work was murder. Yeah, love I that know. line. It's a fun time. Hide. I love that line. And then, you know, dude, William shows up late like, as well. He is all, all in on the goblin though, at this point. Right. Because he, he just he's, starts he, acting yeah, he's, weird. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. has the whole speech to Harry in the elevator, you know, do what you need to with it. When you then broom a fast. And it's like, do it kid, do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ain't much better. And it's like, gosh, that, like that is such a horrifying thing to say. like, with a bunch of people, like, listening to him, you know? Listening, oh. clearly. I, if I were Harry, he goes up and, like, sticks up for his dad. I would be like, everybody can go home. Uh, I don't want to talk to anybody for, like, 48 hours. <laughs> that know? was really weird. Yeah, that was, that was I, extremely uh, embarrassing. Uh, so I'm just going to... Walk out into oncoming traffic really yeah, quick. I'll be right gonna... back. I'm going to take a couple of days <laughs> off here and just think about <laughs> my life and my relationship with my father. But, that, but that's when... <laughs> He realizes who Spider-Man yeah, is, yeah, and he sees the cuts. How'd you get that? Yeah, cut? How'd you? How'd you say you got that again? Bike messenger, knock me down, clip me off the curb or something. Yeah. Clip me. What is bike messenger? like, I had me. to. Yeah, he said I had to beat an old old lady to beat an old lady to get this cranberry. I've sauce, used that yeah. line before. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good one. fun scene. You um, got Spidey hanging out in his then, room upstairs, also evading the Green Goblin, which the the blood, uh, the, and drop the, blood. Of, the drop blood the drop of blood never liked it that blood looks like it's made of like tomato soup yeah exactly it looks like tomato soup or something it it just shouldn't be that Kinda. thick uh, so that scene Goopy. always threw me off a little bit um, but that's that's a great that's a great moment somewhere in there they kiss <laughs> somewhere in there you can't have remember that scene. where but can't remember exactly how the timeline the rain. flies well I think that I think that the kiss actually yeah. happened before this. So the kiss has already happened at this point, and very, very happened. iconic kiss. Uh, I do have to say that this trilogy, it's a good kiss, this trilogy yeah. is extremely convenient. Um, I mean, you know what? All like bad luck for Mary Jane uh, that the second the second she steps away from Spider Man, a bunch of guys like assault her. You know what I mean? But also bad luck on their part that they yeah. try to capture this young woman, and it's like, oh, sorry, you. The one woman that <laughs> Spider Man's after. Like Spider Man's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's just That's like, suck. how could they have known? But I mean, they deserve what they get by every bit. I mean, you know, he beats them up. Like, he probably could have just killed those guys and the world would be better off. But, I mean, whatever. Kicks the crap. Out of <laughs> but one of the greatest, yeah. I mean, is that the greatest on screen no, kiss? Agree. Is there anything else that even comes close to this kiss? Fellowship of the Ring <laughs> on the bridge. Oh, gosh. That was a little bit of... That's that's a bit much of a reaction, I think. It's a nice kiss. I don't like it. Not into it. He is. Princess Bride. Well, because he says it at the end. As I lick my lips. (laughs) 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 But the Princess Princess Bride might have... kisses. I don't know. I don't know. I can't... What are we, the MTV Movie Awards? Best kiss, 2019. Yeah. I mean, it's something, kind to, of, it's yeah. something to consider. <laughs> it's something to think about. We, Maybe. we have a movie podcast yeah. here. I mean, these are the things you talk about. Uh, but, now, it's a great kiss. It's a great kiss, though, and I, and I like that, uh, you know, he says wait right before she goes in. And I think that's, like, kind of him, like, please do not take off my mask. Like, that's my thing. My... Secret identity is everything to me. And she's respectful of that. She just pulls it halfway down and kisses it. So, that's good. She kind of taps his nose with her nose and it just goes... Bop. <laughs> She's like, who are you? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like something that, so that could be, you know, like very disappointing if she like spider. mans rolled... nose on his mask just has a little hunker. <laughs> a little squeaker. Yeah. It's like a defense. Hey, pop, defense pop. mechanism in case anybody tries to take his mask off. It's got like a little pop. horn on there. I'm trying to think of something that would no, be it's dis- like a really high one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that would be like disappointing. But um regardless, moving forward. Uh, (laughs) is that pretty much what gets us into the, into the conclusion here? Well, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Aunt May has the, he breaks into Aunt May's house when she's praying. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then she's in the hospital. Pete and MJ kind of have some. That's the thing is that they have that moment. One thing that I do want to mention, uh, is that when he goes to the aid of, uh, Aunt May, she's like those horrible yeah. yellow eyes yeah and immediately peter just like sits back and goes he knows who i am you know what i mean i know and that, that's yeah. like he does and something that i was thinking about when i was watching this movie yesterday also is that the entire movie peter does not realize that um osborne is the green goblin like he never knows at that like, I know he doesn't he doesn't know till the very it's end it's something That's that a like I kind of movie. I feel like I always think that earlier on in the movie when I when, you know like when I just make assumptions about this movie in my mind it's like I remember Peter knowing that it was Harry's father for most of the movie but he doesn't find out till the last like 10 minutes he of the movie he doesn't find out till the end yeah well it's a good it's a good way of creating a story because it's like the bad guy finds out who the good guy is so the bad guy messes with the good guy and his family and his loved ones but the good guy doesn't know who the bad yeah. guy is. And it's, it just makes for a great story because it's like, you know, and then the reveal at the end is even more like... Well, and that's vocal. also that's also yeah. something that Sam Raimi talked about a great deal is that he thought it was very important that... um, And, you know, this is something that Stan Lee did as well, but it's very important that the villains have like an emotional connection to Peter Parker, you know? And like in every single movie, the villains are. Connected to Peter Parker in some way, and like that's some, that's yeah, a big Spider Man yeah. thing that his villains like already knew him somehow, which is again extremely convenient storytelling. But it even makes even Sandman, Sandman, Sandman's the one that's a little too convenient. Oh, we'll talk about that, but yeah, all into, oh, we're gonna get all gonna sorts get sandy, of sand baby. on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going. We're get, I'm going to the beach on that episode. I'll tell get you get what. Get the beach towel, <laughs> out, baby. <laughs> get the suntan lotion. <laughs> You're never gonna get off that beach. Yeah. Um, but. No, I the and that but I I think that that's a good a good character um trait of Spider-Man's. Uh, and another I I do like that moment when Harry says that whole speech to MJ, MJ about when you look at MJ he, she's like what did he say about me? What does Spider-Man say about me? And he does the whole I said thing. Spider-Man <laughs> when you look into MJ's said... eyes. That whole thing that he says is just It's kind of awesome. You know what I mean? Like, he really, really makes himself vulnerable in that moment, but... He's starting to get over the hump of, like, learning how to talk to women. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, I mean, that's... He's starting to be like, you know what, I gotta say something. Well, the thing is, is that what he says is, like, coming on way too strong. But she's also, like, ready to hear that. You know what I mean? And like in the her, fact that he is, you're like, "Whoa, buddy!" Yeah, exactly, It makes you stronger <laughs> and weaker at the same time. And she's the most important person ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, and she's my favorite person or ever. I'm obsessed and I with love her. her. You're like, geez, all I'm right, obsessed Peter." With this her. Is getting weird, bro. Um, but it's a, a little creepy, Pete. Yeah, a little creepy, Pete. But it's a good speech. I think it's great. It's great. It's great speech. Yeah. And then Aunt yeah, May. It's well written. It's a well written movie. And Aunt May hears you know. it, so that's fun as well. Uh, but then the Green Goblin figures out. he has a conversation Superman, with Harry, you know? and Harry's like, yeah Harry or Peter doesn't care about anybody more than her. And we really and it all really talk it, about the the uh, relationship between Harry and his father much They don't really talk about it no. Well, I mean, it's something in the movie. It's kind of more about like the connection to Peter and the Green Goblin, you know, yeah. and like Peter kind of like looking for uh male um authority or um role models. It's in the his classic life. dad's working at dad's at work way too much. He never sees him, but he just wants to earn his respect and his love. B- between you know? Harry and his father, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like I don't think I think that Harry is somewhat of a disappointment to his father, which is unfortunate for Harry. Um, and so they do create that dynamic. But it is more about Peter, like, seeking role models and trying to find a father figure in his life. Oh, and he's he's yeah. always doing, oh, you see. know. He's yeah, Uncle Ben, obviously, but he loses Uncle Ben. And so then he sees Norman Osborn as somebody that he respects and looks up to. Um, and so yeah. he does that, and then we'll talk about other stuff later on. But, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great... Great relationship, gosh! I had I had something else that I needed to talk about. I kind of maybe I'll think of it later. Um, but the Green Goblin. Well, then it all kicks off with Kid Spider Man come out to More play. About to play, such a good line. about to play. One of the greatest. And I love the dude. I love the ending. It's big, you know. Totally, um, totally. It's a huge set piece at the end there, and choosing between the card of kids and MJ. But I love it. You know, and Green Goblin's like interfering with him while they, and then all the New Yorkers. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of I us. I love that part. I think that part's I so got great. For you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. Um, and it's a pretty good ploy by the Green Goblin. I mean, it makes sense. You know, the love of your life or the little children. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's good. And I, I mean, they're in that moment. He has, like, you have the one moment where you can see the reflection of Mary Jane and, like, I love a it. load of children. I love that. That, that is one of the I greatest, like, views in a movie. And that's, that's also something that, like, we should yeah. mention is that this movie is a very well shot, like just from the director's standpoint, I think that um Sam Raimi is very good at crafting together a movie and he very much has like a signature style of filmmaking. Like there's very fast cuts and Um, there's fast edits, but there's also like fast transitions between scenes. Um, and so the movie is very great in that way. Uh, but the cinematography and the way that this movie actually looks, uh, is great, is very good. His name is Don Burgess. Um, and I think this might, this may have been the first movie that he worked on, uh, with Sam Raimi. Uh, but Don Burgess was kind of a Robert Zemeckis guy. He did like Forrest Gump, Contact, Castaway, uh, a bunch of Robert Zemeckis movies. Um, but anyway, he he does a great job with this film, and I think that this this artistically, it's incredible. this movie just yeah. looks so good in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. from that moment, you have the view of the children and MJ, right? And I love that Spider-Man immediately goes for MJ, <laughs> like, MJ, hundred yeah. percent. Kids can die, yeah, not we'll even go MJ. But I mean, his plan, he knows what he like. He knows that he can save both, right? Yeah. Shing, swing on over. Shing, got him in his hands. Spider-Man is so Slide cool. MJ down. He can just do anything. He's so cool. He just knows. And then the boat's coming. That's Spidey sense. It's just like, it's the answer all, you know? It's like, yeah, why can Spider-Man do. do so much? Why is he so successful? It's like, well, because he knows everything about that's about to happen. It's like he can operate in like yeah. slow-mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So He's incredible. Yeah. That's a sweet scene, and it keeps you it keeps you going. Uh, but then the, the Green Goblin, like, snags him and takes him over to that warehouse, and did you notice and, that as soon as they crash, the music cuts? Yeah, music cuts. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Man, they just have, like, a freaking wall. he just gets... He, he kicks the crap out of Spider-Man. He I mean, does. He's, he gets... It's like Dark Knight Rises Bane kind of, like, really getting... And they show how bloody he is. It's not just, like oh, he's taking a lot of punches, looks like he's hurt, but they don't really show how hurt he is. Like, they, he really kicks the crap out of Peter. But then Goblin says something about MJ, right? And then Peter gets all Mm-mm. what have you. I love that scene, man. Oh. I love that I'm, scene. I'm such, such a big fan of that final scene. choreography. And... You know, Willem Dafoe is just so good. Same with Peter Parker, and you. I love how, like, in every movie too, uh, Peter ends up having like part of his face exposed by the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's always getting mm-hmm. his mask ripped up or something like that. And so then, you know, people know who he yeah. is. That's great. But I, I have had one question. You know, obviously, you know, skipping forward a little bit, uh, Norman Green Goblin dies, but he presses the button on the thing. That thing comes in really quick. So if Spider-Man wouldn't have moved, would it have just gotten them both? That is such a good point. I mean, that thing was definitely going to stab him, too. He couldn't have moved in time. He's not Spider-Man. Man. That's tough. I don't know. I just thought about that today. It's like, huh. Or maybe he was so... I mean, maybe he was planning on moving, but he was so thrown off by Spider-Man doing a sick backflip uh, that he allowed himself oh, to be impaled like, maybe that's why he said oh he's like oh uh, yeah, he's, oh that and that oh. But that's that's such a sam Raimi moment you know what i mean that quick like oh the way that he because it's clearly like not in the timing of the shot like that thing is going so much quicker than it would he would have even had time to say anything you know but it's just a funny little blip back to his face and just oh they did but <laughs> yeah, they do that like I, the other one in this movie and i'll mention others in other movies but he has he has one moment like that where he's first using his <laughs> webs and he slams into the wall and then it just shows that quick cut of him running like, home yeah you know like that those uh-huh. are just little sam Raimi cuts that like he just throws that stuff in there and it just uh-huh. it makes for a good movie i don't know it he just he makes this stuff very well but um, I, I do like that interaction between Green Goblin and Spider-Man and Green Goblin being, you know, he's like, listen to me, Peter. I didn't do it. You know, it's, it's the Goblin. He yeah, took it over. Green, it was the Green you know? Goblin. And then he, he like, it. tries to appeal, appeal to his you know, human nature. You know, I was always a father figure to you. And then Peter has. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Peter has the great line of, I had a father. His name was Ben Parker. You're like, sick. And that's when he goes, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's awesome. His name was Ben Parker. His name was Ben Parker. Um, his name was Ben Parker. His name, buddy. Yeah, it's great. And then that's and that's yeah. about the end, right? He drops off the Green Goblin at home, and Harry sees Spider Man and says, "What have you done? I'm go to funeral. What have, what have you done? What have you done? I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Spider Man now. I'm angry, and I'm gonna kill Spider Man. That's and now I'm angry, James Franco. And we'll talk about Harry in the, the now. Next I'm not one. just sad emo James Franco. Now I'm angry, kind of weird, even weirder James Franco." You and then know, in the third one, I really go almost like mutant face James Franco towards the end. James, um, true. A lot of different... James Franco is a pivotal part of this trilogy. You know what I mean? He is. He is. Huge. He's huge. He's Harry. <laughs> he is. He's Harry. He's, you know, one of three main characters that are in every single one. I said Harry, very weird, and my phone thought I said Siri. <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> We're both like waiting uh, for it right there. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that, that scene's good, and then the, the funeral and the moment with MJ is just mm-hmm. so awesome. Like, yeah, she I, says she loves him, and he's like, No, I love, I love you too, but love you can't have you, <laughs> love you can't. I uh, love you, don't I don't I can't do it. I love like. I think that that's another thing that I love so much Mary about Jane. Spider-Man is that Spider-Man just freaking sacrifices so much, his life for the you know for the cause. Yeah, he sacrifices you know? everything to be Spider-Man, and even right there, it's like the girl that he's always dreamed injustice. of tells him that she loves him, and he freaking is like, "I'm sorry, I'll always be your friend." And she just like doesn't even understand. She's it's so, such a weird thing. Big what? Like, why Peter. is this guy not? She's not Christina Ricci. Like, or why like is? Not with Christina Ritchie with uh red hair. I just don't think she would have needed it, you know? That's the character. <laughs> <laughs> you know what kind of backlash there would be if they made a Spider Man movie and MJ didn't have red hair? There would have been like They just did Spider Man homecoming. That's true. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but I didn't see any backlash. That's very true. But they had already done her once. You know what I mean? They'd already done this. <laughs> they but they had already, right. they'd already done MJ in a movie before. They'd so. already, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, I know. I know. We all, all right. know. Okay, favorite scene, favorite, favorite line, character, favorite character. Favorite, let's, yeah. do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get into what it. What are we doing first? Do you want to do favorite, uh, let's do favorite scene. Let's do favorite scene first. Right. You go first. You want to hear first? You. Okay. Um, mine, funny enough, you know, this last time around, there's like a million scenes in this, but I kind of wanted to just uh, be kind of outside the box. Um, something that always hits me is the the scene just between Spider-Man and the Goblin when he puts him to sleep and they have that little meeting on the rooftop, and Goblin has his big his big moment. It would either be that you know, there's like a few of them. It's like either that or the firehouse fight. Yeah, um, the firehouse fight. But. <laughs> the firehouse fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I just love, I love everything that Willem Defoe says in that. And w- I love how it's like almost Spider-Man's in like a trance when he's waking up and he's like, wake up little spider, yeah. you know, yeah. like that whole creepy eerie feeling to it. I like, I like it a lot. So yeah, that's my favorite scene. Totally. Totally. I, I, that's, that's a good call because that monologue that the goblin has is also incredible. So, um that's i mean it's a fantastic scene and it totally sets up the relationship Mm -hmm. between those two characters um my favorite scene is just pretty much that small segment um where harry saves mj at the macy's day parade (laughs) um and i love the way that like he where harry saves her or peter did i say harry yeah, wow, bummer. Uh, no, Peter. When Peter saves MJ, Peter yeah, got you know, it. When he saves her at that parade, and they go swinging off, and it's like, "Hey, Harry, hey. <laughs> you never called." It's from Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but uh, but he's swinging, and then he drops MJ off at the roof, and she—I can't remember what they say, but she says, "Who are you?" And he says, "You know who I am." And she's like, "I oh. do." And he goes your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And then he just sprints, <laughs> dives off the building, shoots out a web, swings out and goes, <laughs> just yells out this awesome woo. And like, she just looks and smiles and is like, kind of just like, you know, overcome with emotion. Like, cause You'd watch that guy fly away and well, be like, "It's kind of hot." That is the coolest individual I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, he oh, just yeah. saved my life and then just dove off a building, like screaming while doing so because he's having the absolute time of his life. Ah. Oh yeah, so cool, man. So cool. I, that's a good scene, man. That's that's an interesting choice. I like that. I just I think that the woo like that just shows like because obviously he's stoked about his moment with Mary Jane, but like. Peter does love being Spider-Man like it would be so awesome to have those abilities like even just swinging around is the best like that would be so fun to do you know what I mean so it would it's it's absolutely the best and after every single time after I watch it I have to go outside and go (laughs) (laughs) you know I always have to totally I don't know it's just it's addicting you know. Except for the things that they, you could never actually make it realistic because the things that you would buy at Target, the little silly string cans, it could never work. Like it never, you could always buy like the little attachment and you have a little silly string on there, but then it would like like get all over your oh, wrist Oh yeah, stuff it would just like your, shoot you know. out into a, like a mound on your palm and you're like, tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. <laughs> you shoot some on a wall and it like stains the wall. Yeah, and you're like God. Well, yeah. you know, there's never been there's, there's never been a way for children to play Spider Man very well. Like Spider Man, yeah. you just have to have a rope and trust. Totally. totally. <laughs> no. Um. Let's do favorite line. All right. Okay. Favorite line. You got it. Let me. Uh, you got it, man. Here. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I didn't quite. I didn't have mine uh, pulled here, up. I think I have it on my phone. Actually. I wonder <laughs> if, if yours is the same as mine. Here we go. I got mine. Okay, go ahead. No, I don't have it yet. <laughs> there it is. Um, mine, mine is the last line of the of the mine film. Too. There's a million of them. Mine, is, mine's is the it? last line of the film too. I mean, there's nothing better. Who wants to say? Who wants to say? You it? go ahead. You take this one. Okay. Whatever life holds in store for me, I'll never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift, my curse. Who am I? I'm Spider Man oh man like the the music behind it yeah. i love the ending of this movie what if they would have just had the little lady come in <laughs> ding 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 ding, ding <laughs> find me, find me. Yeah. um yeah yeah i love yeah that line's so dope dude. It's, it's just like it's-, it's the only time that it's not like at the end of, there's like a couple things in Batman where like during the movie, he's like, I'm Batman. It says something, but like the end of a very high stakes, emotional movie. And he's just like, who am I? I'm Spider-Man. You know? My it's gift, just, my curse. this is my curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's like, cause it's so great being Spider-Man, but it's also the worst. And you're just in the audience going, woo Oh yeah, man. Like, yeah. I remember just. Oh, I was beside myself with joy after this movie. You know what I mean? It was tears. It was just the best. Tears, just the best. It's such a sick ending. Such a sick ending to mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah. Favorite character, David? I'm sure we have the same one. Get Spiderman out <laughs> <not> to play. <laughs> I mean, it's Will Defoe. He's a Green Goblin, of well, course. Green Goblin, easy. Babe. He's the greatest. Easy money. Yeah, I I think that. He probably is the best... He's the best Spider-Man villain, too. Sweet and low. Sweet and low? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hint of vanilla. Yeah, he's... Either him or Jamie (laughs) Foxx. Are you being serious? I don't know. That song is so good. Ever since you showed me that scene... Just that scene from Amazing Spider-Man 2, that that song coming in, and he's, like, turning into it. It's a pretty... It's well done. It's not the best movie ever, but it's actually not the worst movie, though. It's, like... It's that that bad? I think it like, is. Both of those movies are. <laughs> Out of all the movies in existence, pretty... that is the worst one. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's. I don't. Huh. I don't yeah. like that movie very much. I don't like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. Like, I just can't handle it. Like, he's more of a. He's more of a uh, Eduardo. Is he? Is his name Eduardo in the Social Network? Yeah, Eduardo Savern. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but I mean he's. You know, I'm not coming back for twenty percent. I'm coming back for, for everything. everything. You think about Andrew Garfield? What an interesting actor, you know. And I think he's great, man. I mean, Hacksaw Ridge, dude, terrific. Totally, he's very good. I don't know. I don't like his accent that much in Hacksaw Ridge, though. So. He's fine. He's fine. Screw you, Have you seen Silence? <laughs> no, I'm getting. I haven't. Is that the? uh Something? Yeah, Scorsese or something. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. he goes. Him and- it, it's a period of seclusion in uh, Japanese culture, and he is a uh, missionary uh, that goes in there. Missionary. Yeah, but him and uh, Adam Driver Adam drivers in is there. It? Liam Neeson's in it. Uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. It's a- Silence is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my entire life, but also it's very good. So. That's that's what I have to say about silence. Uh where are we going? Okay. Oh yeah, Easily Green Goblin is the best character in the movie for me. No uh, no question. Uh and that's why he's my favorite. So. All right. Well, that's We it. talked about Andrew. Is that it? Yeah, I was I was just trying to think if there's anything else. There I'm trying to think of anything we didn't we didn't mention here. Um one thing is that there was supposed to be a big moment in this movie in which Spider-Man uh these Bank robbers were getting away in a helicopter, and Spider-Man caught them in a web between the two towers, but unfortunately, like, they, you know, obviously the two towers, uh, the twin towers were destroyed in 2001, and so they cut that scene uh, from the movie. It was going to be a trailer, and then they did a different trailer, There, they used a different thing to be the trailer for this movie so anyway that's something that if somebody listened to this podcast they'd be like hey you didn't talk about the twin towers thing i'd be like okay that happened yeah box check yeah exactly yeah. but it was i mean it is an interesting Perfect. thing that they were going to do that and then they couldn't anymore it's extremely interesting yeah. you know you you almost wish that they would have kept it in though at this point because now it's like if you saw that you'd be like oh cool. yeah totally you know. totally but- it's just a, just a timing, thing. you know. And I mean, just to touch on the nine eleven thing for a moment, it is. Um, I mean, this was a big movie that came out the summer after nine eleven happened, and it's centered. You know, it's all about New Yorkers, about New York. Yeah, and so I yeah. think that that moment where. Uh, you know they're throwing the stuff at Green Goblin. He's like, yeah, "Hey, yeah, you mess with, with one of, one us, of us, you mess with all yeah. of us." I think that that if you were watching this movie in New York in 2002, I think that you probably would have been pretty jacked. You'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's Ex- right." You yeah. Know, like we, we take care man. of our own, yeah. you know. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's that's it's good. Yeah, but that's cool. That's yeah. cool. There you go. That's right. it. Standard standard question, Dave. Would you rather watch this movie or School of Rock? This movie. This yeah. Movie? This movie is better than School of Rock in my opinion. Doesn't happen often. I'd say so too. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen often. Wow, first episode back and we're already we're already on top of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um wow. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. This movie. It's so good. I love this movie. It's I you know, Jack I watched Black this movie 6 months ago, Uncle Ben. Oh gosh. I mean Green Goblin, it would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be fun to see Jack in a little Green Goblin suit. I'm trying to think of oh, who I loves love that. Flash. Yeah. I wouldn't want to Why fight not? me either. a do Oh. Great. Jack so Great. Right. There you go. Right, I'm man. excited to keep talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. We got two more episodes about the same universe. So two more episodes. Nine more hours. <laughs> <laughs> this so recording much. didn't take long well, at all. Yeah, this is our first episode back though, and uh, it feels so great to be back. and And uh, the professor and I were just—we've been talking, and uh, we love the listeners out there. We love this podcast. And unfortunately, this last year just got a little busy and hectic for both of us. But um, we have uh, plenty of time, and we're gonna—we're gonna get this thing back up and running and keep it going. So, um, thank you to everybody that's been listening in this little. Uh, break that we had. Uh, you know, we've been checking our, our SoundCloud and, and iTunes and all that, and uh, you know, people are engaging and, and listening to us, and that means the world to us. That makes us want to keep doing it. So, um, if you have any ideas of stuff you want us to do or us to talk about, um, hit us up. You know, our, our Twitter handle and Instagram handle now is the same. It's Bro Jones uh, Bro Jones Podcast. So that's our Twitter and Instagram handle, Bro Jones Podcast. Uh, no spaces, no, um, dashes or anything like that. As well as, uh, we're on Gmail, you know, Professor Jones at gmail.com and we're on Facebook. So if you have any ideas, anything you want to hear us talk about, or, uh, you want to just, uh, talk to us about the podcast, um, please hit us up, leave a review, share with your friends. Uh, we're so happy to be back. So awesome stuff, dude. Great times. Spider-Man. Thanks a lot for listening until next time. We'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Can Spider-Man come out to play? Professor Jones and the Dicks Professor Jones and the Dicks Professor Jones and the Dicks